BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how to get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Right, happy Monday, and we're glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, fascinating breaking news. We're going to break it right here on the program today. You know, when you look at polls and you look at demographics and you look at elections, it's that this is what people look for, trends. One of the things that I despise more than anything from every single solitary election season is this false narrative, this false characterization about what it means to be a conservative. I'm a registered conservative. Too many Republicans are weak and spineless to me. I cannot be a, a member of that party. I just refuse. You're leaving already? We're bored? Yeah. So I just hate it that they do this every year. You know, look at Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, nicest guy in the world. Well, he had women's uh, resumes as binders, and and when he had the binders in inside the that it's misogynistic. He's trying to hire women. He wants equality in his campaign, and if he became president. And it's it's just the way the Democrats are and they're not going to stop. But now they've taken it to this whole other level. And anyway, so we have a study. When can Republicans when will they get credit? Record low unemployment, Hispanic Americans, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, you know, and then you compare it to Obama, Biden or Biden, Obama. It was the worst recovery since the 40s. Adding millions to poverty and millions on food stamps as a result. So uh, John McLaughlin, our pollster friend, and John Jordan have teamed together, and we'll get to that later in the show today. Also, Newt Gingrich is going to stop by. Um, We also have a lot to get to. Uh, The big news to come out today 
on the investigation into the investigators is it looks like all these Russiagate documents that Trey Gowdy calls game-changing, and I've been saying it for two years, they are game-changing. Now, remember, Gowdy has seen it. We've, we've met, we have a lot of sources that we have used with our ensemble team, and I'm not mentioning someone because everyone, Judge Janine, Joe DeGeneva, Sarah Carter, John, Greg, I mean, there's so many that did this, and they really deserve a lot of credit. Now, we have told you about the five buckets of information that we want to come out that will come out. And yes, it will be game changing. This is not an overpromise, under deliver scenario. Um, can you imagine if you're a viewer to fake news CNN today? Can you imagine if you're a viewer of conspiracy TV, MSNBC? Can you imagine you have been lied to on a level that has never been seen for two-plus years you've been lied to. We're about to find out if the new president of our country is going to do what Russia wants. As if there are no shoes on the Trump human centipede that are not about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. This cloud about collusion with Russia will hang over him no matter where he stands. I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. It's clear that Mueller is now connecting the dots between a massive obstruction intended to hide the truth. Donald Trump's done. He's done. There's no question about it. He's got to know his future looks like it's behind bars. We have a treasonous president. We now have to figure out how to deal with a president of the United States who wittingly or unwittingly has been compromised. Presidency is effectively a Russian op. Oh, excuse me. All of that never came to be true. Four separate investigations. You know, there was a part of me for a long time heading into the 2018 election, the midterms, where I'm like, we got to release the FISA warrant application. We got to release the, the the gang of eight information, the 302 correspondence, the exculpatory evidence with help. We got to release all of this. In retrospect, I'd say, no, it would have been too early. And the decision, I think, is the right one. And that was to hold it. Because now that Mueller's done, and... They're having a hard time accepting that part of it, the reality of today. Now that Mueller's done, there's nothing left for them. I mean, and to watch, you know, the flailing of Jerry Nadler, who's demanding that the attorney general of the United States break the law and release grand jury materials. How do you ask the how do you ask the attorney general of the United States to break a law because you are acting like a phony somehow that the attorney general didn't hand over and it's not available to you all but one full sentence of the Mueller report and seven partial sentences of the Mueller report. It's not like it it is 99.99% they can see. And they're acting like, you know, like they usually do petulant children at this point that just can't get their way. So uh, Mark Meadows was on Fox this morning. The delay is over, he said. The president's serious. I've spoken to him recently, and I think declassification is right around the corner, and hopefully the American people will be able to judge for themselves. Now, Gowdy has seen the documents, uh, and as Meadows has pointed out, but we have come to the same conclusion, and that is, indeed, George Papadopoulos was actually taped and recorded 
saying that the documents would expose exculpatory information on the question of possible collusion between Trump campaign and Russia, the Trump campaign and Russia. Well, if that existed the whole time and they've known it has existed the whole time, then how do you not hold the people responsible for this? You know, just like struck in page in a moment of of honesty with each other, laughing at the idea that this is any kind of real investigation into Hillary Clinton's email server and obstruction of justice. And I keeps telling you that if they cared about collusion, they'd be looking at Ukraine that has actual evidence and DNC emails and a whole story to tell us. They don't care about collusion. They only care about nailing Trump. They cared about obstruction. Donald Trump spoke out frequently that he's innocent. Okay, turns out, yeah, he was exonerated now for the fourth time with the Mueller report as it relates to any conspiracy to collude with the Russians and steal the election from Hillary. Now we know just the opposite was true. I mean, how the you know, Operation Crossfire Hurricane becomes Operation Boomerang. And the fact that here we have one campaign, she was allowed to continue as the nominee because the FBI rigged that investigation. They knew she violated the Espionage Act, and with all the intent you could ever muster, 33,000 subpoenaed emails, we know what happened to them, too. That was to destroy the evidence. And they acted. They don't care about obstruction if it's Hillary. It's only Trump. Just like they don't care about, you know, all this talk about, I believe, we need to believe women. Only if it's Kavanaugh in high school, but not the current lieutenant governor in the state of the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's ridiculous. Now, Meadows also revealed that he and Papadopoulos have spoken about possible declassification, that if Trump declassifies the records, the American people will be astonished to see not only what was going on and the president was right, he was actually taped and recorded. But other than that, he was not colluding with the Russians and they knew it early on. You know, so what what was this all about? This was about. Literally saving one favored candidate who, again, is not the loathsome Donald Trump, uh, but the favored candidate that should win 100 million to zero and whose voters are not smelly Walmart people and irredeemable deplorables that cling to God, their Bibles, their guns and religion. No, they 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 set the path for Hillary. Now, ignoring the fact that she did and pretty much rigged the system against Bernie Bernie had no shot. The whole thing was wrapped up behind the scenes. She can, they controlled everything. So it's going to be a game changer, and it's going to happen, and it's going to happen quicker than you think. I am, I, we are any day, week now away from this total avalanche of information. And I know the Democrats, they, they can go on, whatever. You know, look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden announces that Pennsylvania's key for him to be elected president if he were to ever get the nomination. All right, so he has a big, another big Philly campaign kickoff. And, you know, Donald Trump gets these arenas of 20, 25,000 people, and they're packed every time. And, and, and Trump supporters that appreciate the state of the economy and the president's leadership and fearlessness and taking on the fake news industry, they love to go see him. You know, it's like he's the only guy that doesn't play piano, sing or guitar or drums 
that could captivate people to stand all those hours or wait out in the rain for 12, 14 hours as has happened many, many times. But anyway, so Biden did another Philly rally again when he was there the first time you had job fairs in Pennsylvania prisons going on there. They have so much opportunity. They don't have enough workers in Pennsylvania in large part because of the fracking industry and the good economy. The steel industry has come back. The president's fighting against these tariffs, against these countries that take advantage of us. They're not using our products. They're not buying our cars. They're not buying our steel. Uh, But we're letting all their crap into this country. And you know what? That means American jobs. We need an equal playing field. You can't have a $500 billion trade deficit with China. Anyway, so maybe crowds don't matter. Crowd size don't matter. But I'm going to tell you something. You go back and look at Obama and his run, and it's pretty transparent that there was something serious in terms of a movement uh, for Obama. We tried to do our very best and vet him when others would not. Anyway, so Biden's press accounts, you know, they put the audience at 6,000 people, which was less than half the number of of supporters Trump routinely gets for just an average rally. And while speaking, you know, uh, well, I guess a stone's throw from your movie, Rocky, they have a statue there in Philadelphia for the launch of his campaign. This was the birthplace of our democracy. Well, the crowd numbered less than 6,000. It had a capacity crowd for 100,000. That's pretty embarrassing. That looks pretty bad. And so, yeah, old Joe was up against some pretty tough uh, competition. He was up against the Italian Market Festival. I guess he didn't he didn't he wasn't the big draw that weekend. Um, So I think that's all of this is playing into account here. It's got to be taken into account. We're going to have a quintessential compare and contrast election. This is what we call a choice election. You have the Biden Obama failed policies of the past or you stay the course, are you better off than you were four years ago, and are you better off dramatically so four years ago with Donald Trump's plans? And those that were most disproportionately negatively impacted in the Biden-Obama years, minorities, Asian Americans, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, and women, they are leading the charge and getting the most benefit of the Trump economic policies. By the way, Jason Amash already has a primary challenger for being. He's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. I'm Justin Amash, sorry. Um, all right, we got some AOC news, and we have these polls we're going to go over. I think that the person that captured what's really gone on as it relates to post Mueller report, that part of Trump's presidency is Byron York. Uh, I'll share that with you today. Newt Gingrich is going to check in, and we have a brand-new study on the Hispanic American community and Donald Trump and what opportunities lie uh, are, are available for him, and there's a ton. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, no tooth fairy or piggy banks, no more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. 
Sean has personally bought metals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Congresswoman, well, really Speaker, uh, because Nancy Pelosi is Speaker in name only, uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives is Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, and she's now issued a retraction regarding her big prediction and policy pronouncement, and she now says she does not believe that the world is going to end in 12 years unless we adopt her Green New Deal. I think that the part of it that is generational is that millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is your your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? And like, this is the war. This is our World War Two. Sounds pretty real to me. Sounds like doom and gloom and the end of the world as we know. But why do we have to, if the world's going to end in 12 years, why do we have to give up oil, gas, cows? I want my steak. My last meal, I want to be a cow. I want cows for everybody when the world's going to end. One last flight on an airplane before we go under. Anyway, now she's saying... This is a technique of the GOP to take dry humor and sarcasm literally and fact check it like the world ending in 12 years thing. You have to have, you know, the social intelligence of a sea sponge to think it's literal. And she wrote in a tweet published on Mother's Day. Anyways, she uh, I think she meant it. By the way, Adam Schiff says as Trump is reelected, we're done. We're finished. And then Ocasio-Cortez says the GOP doesn't care about babies. They want hell on earth. 
That's a, that's a, how does she know? Wake up every day. I want hell on earth. She's right. Everyone does, right? All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, it's funny to watch just how radically left this new Democratic Party has become. And, yeah, I mean, there's things you can joke about. I mean, you know, AOC held on to that stupid idea for the longest time. That You know, the world's ending in 12 years, but we're going to do it in 10. I'm like... (laughs) Okay, why all the work if there's only two extra years left anyway? Um, And it didn't make sense. And then she starts with this. I guess this was over the weekend. And it just it's mind numbing stupidity. But it also shows what where the Democrats heads are. You know, Harry Reid, I remember after they beat Mitt Romney, he was directly he said he had problems with his taxes. Remember, he attacked his business. And he made a definitive statement. It was a total lie. And then he goes, do you have any regrets at all about telling people that something is true and it's not? He goes, we won, didn't we? And that's, that's why every two, four years you get the same pattern. She says, to the GOP extremists trying to invoke the unborn to jail people for abortion, where are you on climate change? Oh, right. You want to burn fossil fuels till the there's hell on earth. Oh, is this more hyperbole on her part or is this how she really feels? You know, if, if they were painful, you, you want, you know, hell on earth. If they were truthful about their motives, they'd be consistent in their principles. They are not. No, Republicans putting Alabama and that issue aside for a second. Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. I I can tell you with a thousand percent certainty that anybody in New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois, and many other states, if they want an abortion, that is whether Roe stays or not. That is the law of the land. What Roe would do would be allow the states to decide. Well, look at the state of New York. Look at the governors in look at Newsom out in California. I know people are leaving in droves because of the financial situation they put people in. But this is what you get. This is the you talk about demonization. This is what Ocasio-Cortez does. This is what all of the Democrats do. What are they what are they providing in terms of anything that will improve the lives of the American people? The one issue alone, we can get more. We we kill more birds with one stone than any other. That's energy. We don't have to rely on countries that hate us, the guaranteed instability in the Middle East anymore. We are now energy independent for the first time in 75 years. We're now a net exporter of energy. That means a lot of money coming into our country. That'll also help fix the trade imbalances. If you want to bring Putin to his knees, this is the way to do it, because as soon as we can figure out a way to cheaply get energy, oil, natural gas to our allies in Europe, guess what? They don't have to rely on the hostile regime of Vladimir Putin in Russia. That, that, and think what happens here. You know, $80,000 a year, $90,000 a year. They train you to drive a truck and all the overtime you can handle. Well, what does that mean if you're making 35 or 40 grand? Well, that means you doubled your lifestyle and you're probably living in an area that is more affordable for you and your family. Two pipelines now on track to be built. Anwar is opened up. Regulation 
after regulation is, you know, gone because of the president, not because of the Republicans. And, you know, why is it that this how do you get to say they want dirty air and dirty water? Remember, Obama said their plan is for dirty air and dirty water. I drink the water and I breathe the air and my kids drink the water. That's my plan. Their plan. You got their plan, which is let's have dirtier air, dirtier water, less people with health insurance. All right. So, so far, at least I feel better about my plan. I feel better. about. Yeah. Every parent I know that's a conservative wants dirty air and water for their kids. Every it's true. He's there. They're telling the truth. Every Republican, they don't want to heal grandma. They want to take grandma for a walk and find a big cliff and throw granny over the cliff. That's what they want to do. And and they don't care about anybody else but themselves. This is what they'd have you believe. And Ocasio-Cortez, perfect latest example. She said the GOP doesn't care about babies at all. Well, I would say that maybe the governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia that says, well, first you'll deliver the baby. If a mother's in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. Oh, make the baby comfortable, deliver the baby, make it comfortable, and then... The mother decides, oh, do I keep this one or not? Mm, Let me make a decision here. Um, Look, there are differences. Most people that I know in my life, now now understand, I know a lot of people in New York. They would identify and say that they are pro-choice. When they hear this, they are disgusted. That is murder and infanticide. That is not abortion at that point. Now, when does life begin? Well, everybody's going to have to make up their own mind on that. What I would prefer is an educated population where people understand consequences for their many decisions. Because everybody has a choice in the process of leading up to the act that causes the baby to be born or one some type of embryo to be formed. And there are ways to prevent it. There's a lot of ways to prevent it. You don't have to, you know, worry about it. But that's up to other people. But that this is where they go. And she said if they cared about babies, they'd co-sponsor the Green New Deal or at least have a real climate plan, guarantee health care so all can get prenatal care, not stand for the death and caging of babies on our border. Um, the one guy that changed that policy is in the White House now. Because the previous two presidents didn't change the policy, but you didn't care then because their last name wasn't Trump. So, again, it's it's more feigned selective moral outrage. Kavanaugh care about, I believe, every allegation at almost every weekend. They were drugging girls, lining up in the halls and systematically gang raping them every other weekend. And it ne- nobody ever told the story. Then the lady gets interviewed. Well, I never saw him spike the punch. I did see him with a red solo cup. He was near the punch bowl. Um, yeah, he was in a hall. I saw him in the hall. He wasn't lined up in the hall. Uh, and I believe, I believe, I believe. I, there's no I believers. Violent rape and violent sexual assault by credible women 
that told the fr- the friends they have at the time what had happened. I don't hear any I believers for the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's just it's phony hypocrisy. It's just a political game to them. They know that there was no collusion with Russia. They don't if they really cared about collusion, they would be demanding the Ukraine hand over that which they want to give us, which proves collusion on the part of the DNC to create chaos and help Hillary win and and get dirt on Paul Manafort going back all those years. Uh, you have one liberal author, this uh, Fran Lebowitz, suggesting Trump deserves the same gruesome fate as Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Wow, what a nice, kind-hearted liberal she is. Oh, and this is really so powerful. When dozens walk out of um, Mike Pence's commencement speech at Taylor University, I can't, you can't even, you're such a snowflake, you can't even listen to other people's points of view. Who's more open-minded? I have plenty of liberals I debate all the time. And I'm confident that if you're a fairly informed conservative and you're having a debate with any liberal, that on substance you are going to win. When conservative principles are applied by leadership, in this case it's Donald Trump, it works. We need a less activist court. So he is picking constitutionalists, originalists for the Supreme Court. By the way, a promise he made, a promise he kept. John Kennedy did it, Ronald Reagan did it, and now Trump is doing it. Largest tax cuts in American history, the greatest amount of deregulation that has happened in 100 years, and look what's happening to the economy. We have 1.7 million jobs available, more jobs available than we have people on unemployment. Why isn't that happening? By the way, early polls show uh, always show Republicans are behind. If you look at the history, they're going to tell you that Whoever the Democrat is, they're trying to push this uh, Mayor Pete guy. He's just a radical leftist extremist, you know, that looks like he's, you know, hanging out at some Ivy School uh, fraternity party. And nobody's looking at his record. Nobody knows anything about him except Mayor Pete. Well, they don't treat Trump like Mayor Pete. And I don't know. Well, we're going to watch all of this. But he defends a Buddha. What's his name? Buddha judge defended a woman's right to third trimester abortion. He played, he said it this weekend. Yeah, if you become president, what policies would you put in place to protect every woman, regardless of her zip code's right to have an abortion? Thank you. Uh, So I believe that the right of a woman to make her own decisions about her reproductive health and about her body is a national right. I believe it's an American freedom. And I believe that should be enjoyed by women everywhere. Do you believe At any point in pregnancy, whether it's at six weeks or eight weeks or 24 weeks or whenever, that there should be any limit on a woman's right to have an abortion. You know, I think the the dialogue has got so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw the line when it's their own. So, So just to be clear, just to be clear, you're saying that you would be okay with a woman well into the third trimester, deciding to abort her pregnancy. Look, these hypotheticals are usually set up in order to provoke a strong emotional... In fairness, it's not hypothetical. There are 6,000 women a year who get abortions in the third trimester. That's right, representing less than 1% of cases. I know, but 6,000 pregnancies. How do you get that heartless? The woman, if you remember, 
in the House of Commons in Virginia that was producing this bill, the day she was the one that testified. Well, she asked the question, well, what if a woman's giving birth? What if the woman's dilating? Dilating means you are now in the birthing process. Kathy Tran, I think it was her name. She, the same day, she, in, she also sponsored a bill to save the butterflies. The same exact day. How late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the, of the woman? Or physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay. But to the end of the third trimester. Yep. I don't think we have a limit in the bill. So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, um, that she is about to give a birth, would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor, the physician, and the woman I understand would make that. that. I'm asking point. if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that, yes. It allows a baby the moment it's being born to be killed. Do you really, do you identify with this party? Does, do you identify, the no more oil or gas, the lifeblood of our economy. There's going to be no more combustion engine. Every house and building would be retrofitted, but we can't ask how we're going to pay for all of that. And then we're going to eliminate airplanes and cows and get these people have lost their minds. But it's not just a few. It is now the mainstream of the Democratic Party and their base. It's just like uh, Byron York writes this piece. It was an amazing piece that he wrote. Mueller changed everything. You know, the change is very simple. Mueller could not establish there was any conspiracy or coordination between Russia and Trump and the campaign to fix the 2016 election. That's why they're not going to admit in the media or in the Democratic Socialist Extreme Radical Party that they were wrong. They're just going to keep. Well, let's let's see his taxes now. Let's demand that. Don McGahn, who is the White House counsel, appear before Congress. Let's demand Don Jr. come back. Let's bring everybody back so they can answer the same questions again. And you get the same answers. None of this is happening. That's the good part. You know, without the judgment of conspiracy in the case of Russia or collusion, everything else has shrunk, as Byron York has put in there. They were so convinced in their own lying and their own anonymous sourcing, their own hysterical reporting, their, their own, it, it, the, I've never seen anything like it. They're so convinced to this day they can't handle the truth that Trump won and they can't handle Mueller didn't deliver. And they just hate this guy so much. There's nothing that they're going to stop at when it comes to denying Donald Trump re-election victory. When he wins re-election, and he has a very good shot, I don't like to predict this far out in advance, we don't know what the issues that define this upcoming presidential election will be until like the day before. That's why I hate a lot of early voting. What if something changes? Last second. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. 
He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one-rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As they say in my business, I'm going to... I'm going to give you the whole load today. We got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? Yes, I'm you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So fully, I'm not joking. His mom uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's wait, your mom's still your mom's still alive. Is your dad passed? God bless her soul. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. So let me say it again. Thank you, uh, Terry. And thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. And thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. 
Think about what happened out in where Gabby Gifford, my good friend, was shot and mortally wounded. Well, I say they're going to start to see unemployment grow uh, this spring. Uh, it's going to take uh, employment grow. I'm sorry. Number one job facing the middle class, and it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man the manner in which I talk about it. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. You know, if Donald Trump said any of this crazy stuff that you hear out of creepy, crazy, well, lazy Uncle Joe, uh, you just can you imagine, man, for the first time ever, you have a mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean. I'm like, yeah, good. Donald Trump ever says that. God help us. And then, of course, everyone forgets it was Joe Biden. Well, he didn't. He wanted to keep segregated schools. Joe Biden. Oh, and Anita Hill. Oh, let me go on another apology tour. But I don't even think that's what's going to define the 2020 election. All of this Russia stuff happened on their watch. They all were warned. They let it happen. And Devin Nunes was warning them in 2014. Then you got the crappy economy, which I've been talking about today, that they left us. And you know what? We're going to go over a study that's out there today. Those people that were most negatively impacted by the Biden-Obama years and their horrible economic plan, 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more poverty, uh, and the worst recovery since the 40s. You got to remember, we now have millions of Americans off of food stamps, uh, out of poverty, getting career jobs built. We're at near full employment with 3.6 being the number of unemployed, uh, the lowest it's been in decades, like every other low, record low unemployment, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. You know, they, they've got to run on this record. And I don't, Joe, Joe Biden, everyone says, well, he's the favorite right now. Uh, I'd like to hear him defend it. Because I don't think he can. And then how does he deal with the fringe lunatics that want to get rid of oil, gas, cars, combustion engine, and, oh, cows and planes, and everything else is free? Anyway, joining us, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, Gingrich is uh, now best-selling book. It's called Collusion, ripped from today's headlines, a novel that he co-wrote with Peter Early. Uh, how are you, my friend? Good to have you back. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, let me ask you this. So... I've talked to you a lot about the deep state. We we talked about Russia. We now everything that happened was under Obama's watch. It seems now we're in the office of the attorney general at the time, Loretta Lynch, uh, Biden and Obama. We know there were Oval Office meetings about it. Then the economy, then foreign policy. Well, how do they win when we compare and contrast the records of Trump to the record of Obama and Biden? Well, let me say, first of all, I do hope that both uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and Attorney General Barr are going to follow the lines you're outlining. And I hope that over the next year we're going to learn a great deal more about how really sick the system was, how close we were to a coup d'etat, uh, and how far they went uh, to protect Hillary Clinton, who was clearly engaged in, in behaviors that were felonies. But having said that, uh, I think the challenge that you and I face, and, and I say this from 
I mean, being out here, I'm talking to you from, from Los Angeles today and talking to people all over Southern California. We represent the party that thinks that facts matter. They represent a party of pure emotion. And so their, their hope is that they can somehow, you know, cry at the right moment and illustrate the passion and depth of their sincerity so that we will then overlook the fact that they're crazy. Uh, and I think that that's, that that's the heart of their appeal. It's not a fact. And I think that's why we sometimes have debates where, where you have two totally different languages. We use the language of fact. Uh, they use the language of emotion. Uh, because it's all emotion and facts don't matter, they can lie enthusiastically. Uh, so you, you hear, I mean, some of the things Biden has said, for example, are, are so disgusting and so destructive. And, but he says them while saying, you know, we need to really come together. And then he says three or four really divisive things in a row as part of his idea of how we come together. You look at the nutty positions that all of these candidates are taking, right? Um, a lot of it is, and I think you're right, emotionally, people can be sold. Well, if you're going to take care of my child's uh, uh, daycare and you're going to send my kid to nursery school and we're going to have kindergarten through the end of college and I'm going to get a, a guaranteed job, I'm going to get a guaranteed vacation from the government, guaranteed healthy food from the government. And, you know, I, I mean, whether I'm willing or unwilling to work, Every person has the natural stress in their lives of prov providing and working and producing. It, it, to me, you're literally ripping the guts out of somebody's, somebody's natural talents that will never come to fruition because they won't feel the stress and pressure that it makes us great. It makes us Look, dig I, in I, deep. But I think part of the problem we have, and you and I have known each other for many, many years, and we've both been deeply concerned about this, Conservatives don't have the guts to be as emotionally intense as liberals. I mean, I'm, in, I'm going to start, I'll give you an example. I'm going to stay right now. I'm in Los Angeles. 60,000 people are, are on the streets. Now, that should be totally unacceptable. And yet that's what the giant government of California has produced. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's hometown. I did research over the weekend, and it helps explain how nutty Pelosi is. You realize in, in San Francisco, <clears throat> if you walk your dog... Without a pooper scooper, there's a $320 fine. But if you defecate on the street, it's okay. So if you're walking your dog and you forget your pooper scooper and the police walk up and you're next to a bunch of poop, you're supposed to say, oh, I did it. It's not my dog. I did it. And suddenly that's okay. This explains half of the insanity of this party. Mr. Speaker, uh, I sent my cameras twice to Pelosi's district. Literally outside her walled-in, gated community of really wealthy Silicon Valley folks, and, and she's worth tens and tens of millions of dollars, one mile, less than a mile from there, and on the other side of town, less than a mile from her office, we have shown needles everywhere. We have shown human feces all over the streets. We, we, the conditions are squalor. And I said, well, I know liberals are only generous with other people's money, but... Can't she say, I'm going to give a million, knock on the door of every neighbor. Can you give me a million? These people are loaded. And why don't we build right. a homeless shelter that provides counseling, you know, a few hot meals and a shower for people? Let's start with that. But, 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 well, but I also think we ought to say to people, you know, just understand <clears throat> the Pelosi Democrats want to do for you what they've done for the poor in San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great point. Or Los Angeles. How, why are all of these states, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, 
and and California. Why are they losing so much population in Texas and and Tennessee and Florida and the Carolinas? Why are they gaining so much population? Right. And I think that's what we have to drive home. And then, frankly, the other place where we've got to be just tougher, it really hit me. I had a speech last night with about 800 people at the Republican Jewish Coalition. And as we were talking about what's going on, it occurred to me, you know, we, we, we need to say anti-Semitism is evil. Anti-Semitism led to the Holocaust. Anybody in the Congress who's anti-Semitic should be stripped of all of their committee assignments because what they're advocating is genuinely evil. It's not just bad. It's not just wrong. It's evil. They don't have the courage to do it. They're never going to do it. No, but that that ought to be the standard that we and the country set. And then if they want to say, no, we'd rather protect evil, let's be clear where the Democrats are at. I mean, if they want to protect evil, that's their prerogative. But I don't think they can sustain that in most of the country. I don't think, look, the, the question then becomes, this is going, going to be, regardless of who the Democrats pick, this is going to be a classic choice election. Two very yep. different competing visions for the future. Now, I could see people saying, well, if you guarantee me health care, well, how to keep your doctor plan and save money work out, but you're going to guarantee me Medicare for all, you're going to guarantee education through college starting with that uh, daycare you're going to guarantee me a job guarantee me healthy food guarantee me all of this and when you ask these people how they're going to pay for it they can't answer because the medicare for all part of it would take up 90 percent of the budget in the 10 years you're going to do it Uh, but i think i think we should campaign on having the country choose between winners and whiners If you want to be a winner, if you want a chance at a better future, if you think you can do better than some bureaucrat controlling your life, you ought to be with us. But if you approach life whining all day, every day, if you you think uh, going to the Soviet Union for a honeymoon and uh, really loving Joe Stalin is a a cool thing, you ought to be for them. He shouldn't run just because of the fact he looked naked in that picture. I'm like, oh, gosh, what is he doing? (laughs) What are they doing over there? All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Newt Gingrich. His new book, Collusion, out in bookstores everywhere, now bestseller. Uh, You're going to love it. Ripped from the headlines of today. Um, And we'll continue. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash. No tooth fairy or piggy banks. No more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought medals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we continue with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. His new book, Collusion, by the way, it's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. You know, you, all well, this talk about Russia, you know how we would bring Putin, the hostile actor that he is, and Russia, the hostile regime, to their knees? It's called energy. Wow. Remember, you, you had yep. a campaign. Uh, what was the campaign called? Pay less. I think, I think it's fair. No, I think it's fair to say we had a campaign. We did. You drove it to a, a national importance. Let's drill here, drill now, pay less. Right. And Obama per- attacked me personally and said, "This is terrible demagoguery." Because I wrote a book called "Gasoline Two Fifty a Gallon." Yeah. He said that's impossible. You know, we have peak oil. You'll never do this. I kept saying, "There's this thing called fracking." Uh, but again, they are the party of emotional sentiment with zero knowledge. I think they literally didn't believe that it was possible to generate in fracking in, in North Dakota alone, jump their proven reserves from $800 million to $24 billion. Mm-hmm. In North Dakota alone, we're now the right. dominant energy producer in the world. First time in 75 years. We're energy independent. We don't have to beg those countries that hate us for anything. And a right. net exporter of energy. The, the, the challenge for me is how do we get it to Western Europe, Asia, cheaper than putin we we think we solve that problem putin is on his knees russia's done as we know it that's right and that's why we actually have a big program on liquefied natural gas doing precisely that and offering an alternative to relying on the russians but i also think we want to say the average american you want to live in a country that is the dominant energy producer in the world that creates jobs in the energy field lowers the cost of energy in the u.s it's eight times as expensive use natural gas for manufacturing in Tokyo as it is in the United States. Now, you like the jobs in Ohio, and by the way, Ohioans get this. Ohio's gone from being a marginal state to being a solid Trump state because they're seeing how many jobs are coming into Ohio. These are high-paying career jobs. Truck drivers in the oil and natural gas industry are being trained starting at 80 grand, 90 grand a year, and all the overtime you can get. And if we mainstream that in this country, we will see a rising tide and literally Sean, lifting to a, people to a brand Sean, new level of wealth and happiness. Sean, do you realize what a vicious thing you're saying? I'm a horrible they person. Need, they, they, they won't need food stamps. Okay. Now, now how can, they they well, won't need public housing. They won't be on Medicaid. 
And they'll I take mean, vacations and buy a house and send their kids to the school they dream of. Right. Yeah, that would be cool right. for everybody, so, wouldn't it? So, so, so if you're a liberal, think about how horrifying this is. I got to go, though. I get, you're right. We need it. All right. The book is called Collusion. Mr. Speaker, thank you. We'll see you on Hannity uh, tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to the phones and then our news roundup information overload. We've got new data on how the trends look demographically when you break down demographics for elections uh, with the Hispanic community looking pretty good for Trump and op- a lot of opportunities there. Straight ahead. The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver, and they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Don't let this chaotic world get in the way of your goals. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. As we've been telling you last week, Ethan, who works with us, uh, he's just a great kid and... um, he, all right, enough with the baby noise. There is, we told everybody that there is a new addition to the Hannity Show family. And Ethan and his wife just had a beautiful baby, seven pounds, 10 ounces. Yes, sir. Caleb Joseph Keller. It only took them like four days to pick the name after the kid was oh, born. Oh, come on, it's their first. Give them, give them a little leeway. How long did it take you and your wife to pick out the kids' names? Uh, I don't remember. I just don't. But, it, you know, it's an important decision. I mean, sometimes I hear names that people want, want to name their kids. I'm like, oh, no, that kid's going to be ridiculed for the rest We're of their life. We're just glad it's not another John or another Michael. That's just 
Anyway, congratulations to everybody, and uh, when they come back, we'll... Uh, should ask Jason what he'd name his child. Yeah, what would you name your child, Jason? You don't, you don't want kids up, right? I didn't say I don't want them. It's just that I would take... Well, How many years have we been together? And even when we didn't... You've known me since 1998. Right. But for all these years, I know you as the... You're the perpetual bachelor. You don't want to get married. Because you have a million chances to get married. You don't want to. I wouldn't say a million, but there have been opportunities. And and marriage is just... Marriage just seems to be like a very miserable proposition for people. Oh, boy. Well, we Dull. have a picture of the baby, Caleb Joseph Keller, and mother and uh, baby are doing great, thank goodness. Um, and by the way, we got to honor Linda's not here. When is she back this week? Do we know? Anyway, so there is this thing called the Alliance for Women in Media. It's an organization for women by women. What's really cool about this is she got the... Woman of the Year Award. It's called a Gracie, named after Gracie Allen. This is like this is like a big deal because every radio person, it doesn't matter what position in radio you happen to have. I mean, to get number one considered for this is huge, and then her getting this honor is unbelievable. So she's out on the West Coast uh, with her, you know, family and friends, and uh, we're just really proud of her. I mean, we have a really good team here. I mean, it's the best, don't you think? She, the, may, she may ask for a raise, though. That, that may be really, in the offing. It, it, listen, shocking. But you know what? Uh, couldn't go to a nicer person, a more hardworking and advancing person. She puts her heart and soul into the show, and uh, we're very thankful. By the way, only Blair and I understand. Where was it where we got on the air? Like a minute before airtime. I think it was London. Yeah, 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 and you remember the hotel? We had to switch rooms from one hotel to another hotel, grab all the equipment. I mean, we had a ton of equipment. Well, it was Linda's hotel too, which was kind of weird. Remember? They no, that the hotel was the strangest. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had plates of naked women on the walls. It was the weirdest place um, in the world. But no, there were no hotel rooms for anybody, so we're spread out all over the place. Uh, obviously, because of the president's visit there. And but sure enough, what was it about two minutes till airtime? We got up about 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who, who was counting? <laughs> well, you got to give me credit that day. I said, look, if you don't get up, you don't get up. Everyone's trying their best. These things happen. And we you were the least panicked out of everybody. I, yeah, I kept saying to everybody, it's OK. Linda was stuck to the ceiling. Oh, she, I was I was crawling all over the place. Oh, you're out of your mind. James is <laughs> James with his bad hip and back is like lifting the heaviest equipment. I'm just trying to help whatever way I can. And take the pressure off everybody. take us out for beers. And I almost thought for a second there, yeah, I'll well, just leave I, it. I honestly said, <laughs> if we can't get up and running and we can't do the show, we tried our best. We set up two separate lines in two separate hotels, and it wasn't working, no fault of ours. And I said, well, I guess we're going to go get some beer and, and maybe a couple of chicken wings and, and hang out for the rest of the afternoon. But you know, those are what we call memories. We learned. Oh, oh is that and, what that was? And then it wasn't in Helsinki. She was racing out in wonder. Oh, we, yeah, we blew back. a fuse and then Linda ran <laughs> yeah. in like nine inch stilettos down to the. Yeah. <laughs> well, she loves telling that story. It's a, that story is hilarious. All right, let's get to our calls here. 800 941 Sean. Randy is in New York. The all new AM 710 WOR. How are you, sir? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. It's good to talk to you. I wanted to let you know the rest of the country is still with you. We're very happy that you're keeping track of 
my God, probably three or four pages worth of problems that have been going on with the Democrat Party in that last election. I wanted to just mention, kind of hoping Donald Trump must have his reasoning for not declassifying right away. He must be timing something. Who knows what his reasons are? Well, I'll say this. I I wanted the the FISA applications out. I wanted the 302s out. I wanted the exculpatory information emails out, all the things we talk about. I wanted it out before the election. I know it. In in retrospect, though, I would say it would have been it, it would have been buried. Now that the Mueller report came out, now that this the opening act or page two, the second chapter begins, and Mueller's dead, I think it has that much more impact. Holding I it think was so. smart. Well, huge impact. And I think everybody from Manafort to Flynn to Papadopoulos will probably be completely vindified. There's no reason that when any DA prosecutes any case in this country, if they have a police force and the police force uses them or gives them bad information and they use bad information to get a bad warrant from a judge, everything that they've done, I don't care if they've found murderers or rapists, if they're damn fools enough to have used a false warrant or false information to get the information, everything's thrown out and those people will walk free. Well, it should be. You know this case down in Florida that they uh, supposedly were taping all these customers and Robert Kraft went in for a massage. Um, uh, by the way, I've known Robert Kraft. There's a, there's a behind-the-scenes story about him that nobody would ever... This guy was so in love with his wife, lost his wife, I think, of 48 years. Um and but you can't go in in a with a blanket non warrant situation. Uh, tell the store the spa that I guess you're having an emergency, and then anybody that goes in there, you're being videotaped. Well, don't you have to have a warrant for the videotape of any individual that's in there? To me, that that shocked me because you know here we go more. It's kind of that's the abuse of power. And you've got to have cause to get a warrant to spy on somebody. Now, if they want to spy on the people in the spa, that's fine. But the people that go in, I just, I'm not a massage person, but other people I know swear by it. They love it. It's the greatest thing in their life. Some people love yoga. Some people love acupuncture. I don't have time for any of this stuff. You know, right now I got uh, a belt on my back so tight because I threw my back out. I'm I'm not going to a chiropractor. I'm going to suck it up until the pain goes away. Um, so uh, I just think that you know we've got to be careful. These these warrants are critical. These are our constitutional rights here. Um, the key to uh, this democratic republic is the rule of law. And if you have justifiable cause for a warrant, you got to take it to a court. And you better not lie to the court. And you better not lie by omission and withhold exculpatory information or information that would change a judge's outcome. And that's what happened here. And they, we know, all know that they were warned about all of this. It's scary, Randy. Run rough shot right over top of them. They said no. She said no to the FBI, and they walked away. Uh, I mean, the same thing with Mueller. He absolutely ignored information on Uranium One. It, these guys were all thick as thieves during that Obama administration. And the treason, that truly is treason, happened. Yep. 
We know the results. We know how bad the uranium one deal was. So there is reason to look into this, and I hope they do. I hope when these I think there's about five special prosecutors that are needed, but I hope these guys can do their job, Sean. We all do. Yeah, me too. You know, and I I really do mean it when I say the ninety nine percent that are great people that serve us in the intel community in. And in law enforcement, I hate that that some feel tarnished by the actions of a very few. It just so happens in this case, the very few we're talking about were at the very top and had uh, all that power that that they could do a lot of damage to uh, the Constitution, the rule of law, equal justice. And it happened. And I think there's going to be a lot of fallout. It's all coming out. There's not nobody's going to be able to stop it at this point. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to Carol is in Florida. Carol, hi. How are you? Welcome to the program. Hi, Sean. Uh, my husband, Don, and I really love you and the Island Group, and we really appreciate what you're doing for American Americans and especially supporting President Trump. And I wanted to make a point today because I don't think you're quite on board with this, but I think you need to maybe pray about it and think about it a little deeper because... The whole attitude right now is that the Democrats are clueless, they don't get it, uh, they don't want to accept the election results, and on and on. When in truth, almost all of the leaders of that party, a lot of them are Republic. I mean, are um, lawyers. So they understand the law, they understand they're not going to be able to get Trump as far as being able to impeach him. They understand that he's done nothing wrong, but they don't care because... We have to know our enemy, Sean, and our enemy is they're fighting a war of propaganda, and they're trying to sway the public opinion. And we already know from one of the polls that they had a while back that 48% of the people believe that the Russians did impact our election results, even though there's never been one shred of evidence. So I think we ought to start calling them out as propagandists. We ought to stop thinking that they just dislike Trump because of the way he tweets. They, They dislike him because they're globalists and because they don't like what he's doing for America and Americans, and they're trying to stop him, Sean. So... What we need to do is learn to fight our enemy on their ground by calling them out and stop coddling them as though they're all a bunch of ideologues that are idiots. They're with their program, Sean, but we're not with ours. And that's really what I believe. I believe we ought to. Let me, let me tell you something. The one thing the president's not going to allow to happen, he's not going to let people take shots at him. He's just not for no reason at all and not fight back. And I know that is, you know, I'll look at Mitt Romney, for example. Mitt Romney is a very nice, kind, gentle human being. And they turn this guy into a misogynist, a, a violent young adult who actually cut the hair of a fellow student in high school. He was a racist. I mean, listen, the media loved John McCain, too. Loved him when he was a liberal. But as soon as this guy ran for president, he was Satan. It, if Donald Trump cures cancer... If Donald Trump were to give every American five million dollars, if Donald Trump adopted their stupid new Green Deal agenda, they'd still hate him. They can't help themselves there. This is such a um, psychological downturn for people on the left. They are unhinged. They have lost it. It is a psychosis. It is rage at a level that is so irrational. But the thing is this, they are playing right into Donald Trump's hands. Donald Trump lives in the minds of every fake news media outlet in the country, lives there. 
they can't help but react and respond like little Alka-Seltzer tablets and water. They bubble and they fizz. They can't handle his iconoclastic nature. I will take a break. We'll come back. Uh, A lot more of your calls. News Roundup information overload hour coming up at the top of the next hour. John McLaughlin and John Jordan have done an exhaustive study. What are Donald Trump's chances of getting 33 percent of the Hispanic vote in 2020? We do everything demographically when we take polls Um, under this economy. It's looking really good. A lot of opportunity. I like to study research all the time. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, no tooth fairy or piggy banks, no more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought medals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, as we get back to our busy phones here, Colleen is in Long Island. Colleen, hi, how are you? And uh, welcome to the program. Glad you called. Oh, hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, and I want to thank you for everything you do. I think the country should be very grateful for everything you're doing right now. Um, Thank you. No, you're welcome. But I just wonder why everybody assumes that the um, Democrats and the FBI and the CIA were only spying on Trump when he was the least likely person to to win the nominee and the least likely person to win the presidency. Why would they put all the reference to spying on him? Why weren't? Why doesn't anybody assume 
that other Republican candidates were being spied on as well. Well, we don't have evidence of that now. Do I think this happens all the time? Yeah. But, you know, think of what a third rate robbery ended up with in with uh, Nixon and Watergate. And and here you have so much. They rigged a primary against Bernie Sanders. Then they rigged an investigation. Hillary broke the law. Then they rigged, they lied to a FISA court again and again and tried to rig the general election. They wanted all that salacious information out. Then they tried to bludgeon him with the insurance policy. Ah, Mueller, two years. Four investigations cleared Trump of any collusion. Truth, it just doesn't seem to matter to these guys. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Yeah, if you become president, what policies would you put in place to protect every woman, regardless of her zip code's right to have an abortion? Thank you. Uh, So I believe that the right of a woman to make her own decisions about her reproductive health and about her body is a national right. I believe it's an American freedom. And I believe that should be enjoyed by women everywhere. Do you believe... At any point in pregnancy, whether it's at six weeks or eight weeks or 24 weeks or whenever, that there should be any limit on a woman's right to have an abortion. You know, I think the the dialogue has got so caught up on where you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw the line when it's their own. So, So just to be clear, just to be clear, you're saying that you would be okay with a woman well into the third trimester, deciding to abort her pregnancy. Look, these hypotheticals are usually set up in order to provoke a strong emotional... In fairness, it's not hypothetical. There are 6,000 women a year who get abortions in the third trimester. That's right, representing less than 1% of cases. I know, but 6,000 pregnancies. All right, news roundup and information overload hour on the Sean Hannity Show. Look, the, the, the 2020 candidates are coming out as hard left as they possibly can. New Green Deal, which we have discussed exhaustively what nobody seems to ever focus on is okay well we had the obama biden economy we had the obama biden you know dump of 150 billion dollars in cash and other currency on the on the tarmax for mullahs of iran and now we now we have a record to compare it to and one of the things that has been so standout in this trump recovery which they didn't have The recovery in the eight years of Biden-Obama was the worst recovery since the 40s. Lowest labor participation rate uh, that we've had since the 70s. You know, all these statistics I gave out, 13 million more Americans on food stamps. That's a lot of people. Eight million more in poverty. And but the record of Trump, when you compare and contrast, and that's what every election kind of should be about, a choice that people make to competing visions for the future of the country You see record low unemployment for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace and youth unemployment. And everything else has been every other economic record has been shattered. Now unemployment at three point six percent. Now the president getting trade deals done with countries we didn't think we'd ever get done. China's not done yet. By the time I think these negotiations are over, China will will capitulate you know, the $500 billion trade deficit that favors them. So, of course, they're going to be resistant. But if Donald Trump didn't show to show them that he's serious, how do you get to that point? Well, how will we always break down in politics along? And it's not identity politics. OK, but you break down age, you break down 
Uh, are you African American, white American, uh, Asian American, Latino American? And John McLaughlin, the pollster, founder of McLaughlin Associates, and John Jordan, a Republican strategist and attorney, um, they have a brand new poll out and that they are releasing right here on this show exclusively that uncovers just how much of the minority base is being untapped by the Republican Party. In other words, now that policies are in place that are giving people more hope, more opportunity than they ever got in the Obama-Biden years, will, will this translate to votes to the Republicans? And, and, for example, Hispanic Americans, they just did an entire study as it relates to this. So many Hispanics have the same values of conservative, but they feel they're not being heard. And the poll shows us how valuable that pocket of voters truly is in this coming 2020 election season. Uh, John and uh, John, welcome both of you uh, to the program. I have the study here in front of me. I think it's pretty phenomenal. Instead of me going over it, John McLaughlin, why don't you lay out what you found? Well, I think I think uh, uh, John Jordan should tell you why he sponsored this project, and it was done with Opinions Latinas. But it was a very, in terms of the survey, I'll just lead up a little bit. 38% of the interviews were done in Spanish. 85% at least speak some Spanish. And 57% speak about equal amounts of English and, and Spanish. So, and it's, by the way, it's a heavily Democratic poll, too. And uh, uh, over half the voters are, are Democrats, and, and only 18% were Republicans. So... So John did this study, and what the amazing thing is, on policy, they agree with Donald Trump on a lot of issues. And and I know from being in the last campaign that Donald Trump got 29% of the uh, Hispanic vote. Clinton only got 65%. We did net eight points better than Mitt Romney. And uh, here it is, Trump's poised to really raise that number. So let, let me punt to John Jordan on that one. John. Well, what we wanted, what I wanted to do here was challenge certain assumptions. You know, so much is said in the mainstream media about Latino voters and the rising Democrat electorate that's going to swamp conservatism and destroy the Republican Party. Um, I'm an economist by trade and a lawyer, and in economics, you study change as much as anything else. So we really, Sean, really wanted to examine these questions objectively, not as a campaign poll, not as a uh, political, uh, the media poll per se, but to really dive deep into the all of these numbers, these attitudes, and how they relate to each other, and to have a more granular, deeper understanding of where the president stands and where his strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities are. And the results were just astounding. Um, the quality of polling in the past has been problematic. Right before the election, Latinos, uh, Decisiones Latinos did a survey which showed Trump at 18 percent, um, and obviously he got into the very, very high 20s. Um, Obama got six. Got twenty seventy one percent. Clinton got sixty five. If President Trump can cross thirty two percent, the math on this it becomes catastrophic for the Democrats going into the next election. Uh, it puts away Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, and it really very much puts in play Nevada and Colorado. So the pathways get narrow if the if President Trump can grow by just five or six points. Um, you know, maybe one of the reasons last week that Joe Biden came out with an ad, a, a Spanish-speaking ad. I happen to know it well because I was attacked in that ad. Um, is, is that mean maybe they figured out what your study here found? 
They probably have done some surveys like this. Right now, the Democrats are in primary mode, so they're looking at Democrat voters. They're probably not looking at the swing voters or the larger voter universe, but I would bet you're absolutely right, Sean. That's a really good point. I didn't think of that, that they probably are stumbling across or at least got a whiff of some of the problems that they have in their coalition. So what do you see as the weaknesses for the president? The, the problem the president has, you've got to think about this from their point of view, the Latino point of view. I, I'm a Spanish speaker. I live in California. These people on Spanish-speaking media, in Univision, for example, the president is being trashed daily. There are no or almost no real advocates for him in the Spanish-speaking media world. Uh, so his brand has been tarnished, not necessarily by anything he's done, but by how he has been characterized personally. Um, in our survey, we found that 41% of Latinos, 41% approve of his policies, but only half of that would really that have, think highly of him personally. So there's room to grow. If he can just get half of that, that would really um, upend the Democrats in a lot of these states. But if the problem, the, the challenge the president has is the perceptions of him, not his policies. All right. Let's go over the survey and the methodology. Give us the five biggest findings you found. Um, well, a lot of them seem to be in con contradictory. Forty-six percent of Latinos say the economy is headed in the correct, in the right direction. Fifty-two percent uh, give uh, President Trump credit, while thirty-eight percent give uh, Obama credit. Here's a shocker. 59% prefer free market capitalism to big government socialism. That's a 39-point swing. 65% um, support tougher enforcement of the border to keep undocumented immigrants coming out. However, 71% agree, this is where it seems to be in conflict, um, support uh, legalization or a path to citizenship for uh, you know, illegal immigrants already here. So there's seemingly some tension between some of these things, but I think it can be best understood if you look at it like a lot of Latinos here by family, by community, by connections, want to support their friends and families here and don't want them thrown out, but understand intellectually that this can't continue. Well, John McLaughlin, uh, I guess we lost you for a second, but welcome back. Right. I'm looking at these numbers. All right. Right direction, wrong direction. Forty six, forty three Trump. Uh, that's, right. a, you know, and compare that. They credit Donald Trump and not Obama. Fifty two, thirty eight percent. That's not good for Biden. And the no. free market capitalism findings that John Jordan just talked about, you know, that's a big number, 59 to 20 percent prefer, you know, who prefer big government socialism. Fifty nine percent prefer capitalism and 77, uh, 71 percent support legal status for undocumented immigrants. Uh, the majority, 50 percent, agree that it's unfair to allow undocumented undocumented immigrants to jump the line. I mean, right. So, you know, now let's talk about the opportunity side of what you found here. There's a lot of, by the way, on the policy side, and plus it's a pro-life sample. They're 52 to 40 pro-life versus pro-choice, and they oppose laws allowing late-term abortion, 61 to 28. So it's not just on immigration, but on a lot of cultural issues. The Hispanic vote is not, it's, it's not a, a monolithic Democratic vote the way they want us to believe this. And they actually agree with the president and a lot of Republicans on policies where even like E-Verify, two-thirds support E-Verify. These are, you know, these are uh, legal citizens registered to vote, likely to vote. 
they ha- they have strong issue appeals where they they like the fact that the Republicans or the president share their issues. So there's a potential upside here for uh, November 2020, and that generally uh, freaks out a lot of Democrats. But, but let me might... go back to my original premise, which is, okay, the economy is light years better under Republican and Trump right. policies. I mean, at exactly. what point, you know, if you're at, uh, the, go through the Obama-Biden years, what do you have disproportionately negatively impacted the minority communities in America? Those that are benefiting the most in spite of the propaganda, who are seeing the largest wage increases, uh, biggest lifestyle changes, more opportunities provided them. I mean, when you lose a couple of million people on food stamps and and in poverty, that means opportunity has come. And we now have 1.7 million more jobs available than we have people on unemployment, where it's 3.6% unemployment. We're getting to the point of full employment in the country, which means opportunity. People now pick and choose where they want to work, the benefits, the pay. It just becomes, uh, you know, for them, a buyer's market. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sean. You know, we're starting to see wages. I mean, just here in California, in in, in my other company, um, you're we're having to compete for workers up and down the pay scale now. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the point. And you know, maybe what the president outlined with his immigration plan last week, how does that dovetail into all of this? You know, merit-based immigration. Well, I, I tell you, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. We did not, we were not able to examine merit-based immigration in this survey, but I would imagine that it would pull very high. Um, I would imagine that you know, people, there is a fundamental sense of fairness, and um, you know, we care about what's best for us in this country um, on the Latino side. So I think that that would end up pulling very, very well. Yeah, John, what do you want to add to that? And there- their top issues, the leading issues, are healthcare, 23%, economy, 21%, education, 20%, immigration reform is 17%. Again, these, these voters have been here for years, or, or, and they also they have the same concerns as everybody else. I mean, they're worried about their jobs, their healthcare, their education. Then comes immigration reform. All right, quick break. More with this uh, blockbuster new poll that is out. John McLaughlin, McLaughlin and Associates, and... John Jordan, Republican strategist and attorney, and uh, we'll come back on the other side. Your call's coming up at the bottom of the half hour. We have an amazing Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. All right, as we continue with John McLaughlin and John Jordan, uh, this new major poll and findings they put together about Hispanic Americans and voting patterns that we might begin to see trends going in. If Biden gets it, does he get held accountable for the Obama-Biden economy? Does he get held accountable, the Russia stuff that happened on their watch? Does he get held accountable for giving the mullahs in Iran $150 billion? Are people going to look at the economy under those two and say, no, it's much better now, I'm voting for this guy? I don't know that well, foreign policy is, this is, is a particular import, and it's certainly not a question that we examined. The one kind of tangential exception rubs up against some of the cultural issues. You, start to, you see in our survey some of the public safety concerns, and that obviously is related to immigration. But a lot of the MS-13 and the crime and the drugs, when they come across the border, they affect overwhelmingly Latino neighborhoods. And we see that in our survey. 46% oppose and then uh, support 
support ending catch and release. A plurality, more than uh, a, a strong plurality, support uh, continuing ICE and not abolishing it. So you see a tension point between the real life public safety bread and butter concerns of Latino voters that are com- that are completely at odds with what you see on you know, Rachel Maddow or the mainstream media, or the New York Times, or the you know the white coastal liberal positions on a lot of these issues. It's very different when you have to live it, and these numbers bear that out. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, that's the main crux of it. I'm, I think people vote their pocketbooks. It's the economy, stupid, peace and prosperity. And I think if, and right now the president is, you know, light years ahead of what Biden Obama gave us. That has to be factored in. Uh, thank you both. John McLaughlin, John Jordan, great work. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of this program. Uh, your call's coming up in the final half hour next. We'll continue. Solutions for America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Interesting AOC, at AOC on Twitter, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez retracts the claim now that the world is going to end in 12 years. It didn't make sense. She wanted the new Green Deal done in 10, and I'm like, well, if the world's gone in 12, why don't we all just quit and celebrate and have one big party for 12 years? Um, and she said, this is a technique of the GOP to take dry humor and sarcasm literally and fact check it. I like the world, like the world ending in 12 years thing. You'd have to, you know, have social intelligence of a sea sponge to think it's literal. <laughs> She stood by it. That was the problem. She didn't say this the day after. Anyway, she wrote in a tweet published on uh, Mother's Day. um, Oh, she did say this. I'll I'll wait for the retraction in about six months. She said about the GOP, they don't care about babies. They, They want hell on earth and a Christian theocracy. Who is she talking about? Nobody. What does what is she talking about? They don't care at all about babies, especially brown, black or poor ones. If they did, they'd co-sponsor the new Green Deal. Oh, we're going to tie it into what? Getting rid of cows and planes and the combustion engine and oil and gas. OK, if I, otherwise you don't love children. What do I say every two and four years on this program over and over again? Every two, four years. You're racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. You want dirty air water and you want to kill children. Um, So a buddy of mine is in the studio here. No, you're not getting away that quickly. So I, in my radio career, I never thought I'd be this blessed. In my television career, I never thought all these crazy, wonderful things would happen to me. I never have taken for granted the audience. You make it possible if you're not listening and watching then you're only going to be having one choice, conspiracy TV, lies and hoaxes thrown at you from every other media outlet. And we do pride ourselves in in being right more than they are. A couple of people very instrumental in my career. One was uh, when I got my first paid job in Huntsville, Alabama, 
and it was a small market, and I had a much thicker New York accent than I do now. And man, Hannity, man, welcome to Huntsville, but you talk funny. It was it was a little bit of a culture shock. I became uh, well, sort of well known as who's this crazy shock jock from New York hanging up on people. Um, which I used to do a little more of at the time. And then uh, I had an opportunity, got a call after two years in Huntsville uh, from WGST in Atlanta. And a guy that has since become a dear friend, Neil Bortz, was leaving WGST, the ex-wife, and moving to the ever-so-powerful number one station in town, which is WSB, which we happen to be on as well now at this point. Um, anyway, the guy that hired me is uh, in studio with us. I've, I've had a remarkable thing happen in my life. I've stayed friends with every boss I've ever had in media. And the same with, you know, Roger Ailes. I got along famously because I always felt they took a chance on me. And uh, Sluggo, you, you're in the big city. How are you? I am well. I am well. It's well, good to see you here. I never would have imagined. What? No, yeah, you never would. <laughs> this shouldn't have happened, right? <laughs> Um, we have some fun stories because we had a couple of moments after my first year on GST. The numbers were great. Mm -hmm. We were pulling really strong numbers on the show. Then Bortz makes the announcement. I'm listening, driving and going on my first vacation. And he goes, Sean Hannity, I know you're listening. I'm like, how the hell does he know I'm listening? And your phone's about to ring. He goes, and it's going to be Sluggo telling you to get your ass back to from vacation um, and then he said, because he had gone when he moved, his time slot on the old, my station now, he went up against Rush. Right. Noon to three. Right. And said he was a morning guy. He didn't like doing that with those hours. I'm coming back Monday morning and I'm taking my whole audience back with me. <laughs> I called you. I say, I'm coming back and you would not let me. No, I wanted you I to was begging get you. your vacation in. <clears throat> that was dumb. You should have let me come. If a guy wants to come back and work and fight for his audience, he should have let me come back. I was concerned about you, but I, I didn't know how you, you were going to uh, obsess about it on vacation. So I, I, I had hoped. You, you think would that not. was a great vacation? I had hoped that you would not, that you would really get away and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. I just sat in the sun like I always do when I go to the beach. I, I sit in the sun for hours drinking beer. Uh, I can't stay five minutes in the sun. But we had some great times. You did have to. Um, my first year, this was a big market, and after a year, you did a perceptual study on the station. Correct. And <laughs> one day, you call me in the audience, and the message was clear. People like what you're saying. They agree with your politics. They like you personally, but they think you're too harsh, because I had grown up listening to New York and yeah. Boston talk radio. Cutthroat radio here in New York. And Hey, uh, get off my phone, you creep. <laughs> you know, or go gargle with razor blades. Well, and I told you, you're in the deep south. You need right. to be a little m mellower. You know, bring right. it down just a little. And uh, But it took the research he, to... Uh, he didn't say it He didn't say it exactly like that. He, said, he was much more... I remember sitting in your office, and you were telling me this. I said, you lost confidence in me. I remember I said those very words to you and Nancy Zentak. And I, but I had not lost confidence in you. You know, the research, you want to get to the research, yeah, what it yeah, says? Yes, yes. Okay. All right, so I knew you did a research project, and I said to you, okay, can I read it? And you said no. Correct. Uh, we got you down to a misdemeanor after breaking into the promotion director's <laughs> office one Friday night <laughs> and getting the research and taking it home and reading it, and you saw that little excerpt where it said you might consider replacing Sean Hannity. You might need to reconsider. 
I remember the exact okay. verbiage. Okay. I okay. will call Joel Lind and get a copy <laughs> of it. it. That didn't scare me. That's not what impacted me the most. At the end of a, what they do is they will sample the audience of your station, and they have what they call verbatims at the end of the study. Right. The exact words of listeners. They, it was universal. And I saw, wow, I thought I was doing it the right way. I'm not. And that changed me. But the audience changed me. But for the most part, you were. You were doing it the right way. And there was no intention to ever even consider that recommendation. Oh, you, no, you signed me to a three-year yeah, extension. It, 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 just, it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But you, you saw what... Look, I've, I, I made so many changes on that station over a period of time, and it's a very intimate audience. You know what happens in talk radio. You make a small change, they notice, and they come out of the woodwork at you. When I put Rush Limbaugh on that radio station... Oh, you took a lot of hell. Oh, wow. And But bam, he became beloved, just like you. Yeah. You're right. There is a certain period of time where you've got a and I always thought I always thought Neil was one of the top hosts and going up against him was great for me because and I'll, I'll you know the story I was driving into work one day <laughs> it was 6:15 in the morning Bortz is on he he went on at 8:45 to get a 15 minute jump on me so I guess they viewed me as a threat he would give away at 6:15 a.m. his entire show and then Eric Stanger who's in the next room who's been with me all these years and we would say, okay, how are we going to do it better than him? And he didn't do guests. So he right. mentioned all these people in the news. We'd have them booked and on the air before he talked about it. Well, there's one particular guest that he was Uh-oh. really PO'd about. Remember that? Yes, I do. It Tell was, that story. That was after um, Robert Shapiro, who was part of the dream team in the O.J. Simpson case, comes to town. And anyway, I mean, Bortz is announcing he's going to be on my show at 10 o'clock this morning, promoting it, promoting it. And I get Stanger. Stanger goes, well, he was just on 99X. And let me call over and see if I can get him. Now, we knew he was on boards at 10. 10. We got him. At 9. At 9. And then towards the end of the interview, I said, you know, this is the, one of the best interviews I've ever done. Would you mind staying a little longer? You know, maybe another half hour. <laughs> we kept him 45 more minutes. And the backstory is he goes over to Bortz's show. Bortz races out to the parking lot and says, get the bleep and he bleep and he bleep out of here because he knew he had been on my show the whole time. <laughs> but I was furious. That's great radio wars. That's Listen, I was competitive. That's I learned that I am competitive still. We knew when I first heard your tape and you were still in Huntsville. This is right in our wheelhouse. This young man is right in our wheelhouse. Diamond and, in the rough. Uh, diamond in the rough. That's right. I was quoted as saying that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day you will be refined in a real diamond. <laughs> uh, but we knew. We knew very well what we were getting. And it mm-hmm. was just a, And look, when you find somebody like you with the passion you had then, and, the, and if anything, your passion's more intense today than it was then, there was no question. Here's the interesting relationship, though, that I have with you. To this day, if I'm doing something on radio you don't like, you call me in the middle of the show like you did. I'm like, I love you, Sluggo. You're killing me. I text you these days. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Some days my text doesn't work. Um, But I know you do. What do you remember? I remember one of the hardest things is when I got the offer at Fox Mm -hmm. because I had been flying up pretty regularly i was doing cnn a lot because they were in atlanta and then cnbc on the weekends a couple of those shows that's where i met roger right and he said to me the first time don't sign another contract till you talk to me and that's when he was preparing for fox news and um 
You came to my home. I, I went to your home. It was uh, September of 96, I believe. Yeah, and I was leaving and, in October. Uh, my contract was up yeah, in, yeah, like, December. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was probably October, but maybe it was December. Right. I don't re- okay, I'm older than you. I forget things. Okay. Uh, and you were sweating bullets. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, do, yeah, I didn't want. I wasn't looking forward to saying I'm leaving. Sat down in my living room, and you were told me what was going on, and I said, "Sean, you're under contract to me, mm-hmm. but you got to go do this." It this was you gave me, and by the way, other people within the company were not as gracious as you, you know. But nobody knew what Fox would become, Sluggo. Right. We had right. no idea. Yeah, but it, for you, it was coming home, and there's also going to be radio on your plate. Radio was was in the cards for New York at the same time, which I liked a lot. And uh, but you no, you've been very instrumental. Honestly, there there are key people, key moments in my career that helped me get better. And I don't think I told you till after I left that I had read the whole perception. Oh yeah, you told me you were broken into the office and. I told you after. Yes. After I had left. Right. Statute of limitations had passed by then, right? <laughs> but there was another study follow-up you did the year later, I believe. Maybe it was two years later. And it changed. Perceptions, it, it showed dramatic oh, improvement. Yeah. And yeah. ever since then, I get I demand to read research on myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you used to get the ratings before I did in Atlanta. Oh, no, you, I, you drove me nuts because I... I I would go in when they were good, and I'd hide when they were bad. You know, we, and the air checks that I had on your show, they seemed to disappear. Well, there were days they didn't want me to talk about politics as much as I did, which was what I loved. I mean, I think of so all the memories of Atlanta. I'm the MC the night Newt Gingrich becomes Speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet Maynard Jackson of the Atlanta mayor at the time, welcomed me to his city on day one mm-hmm. when I was on that station. I got to know Joseph Lowry, love Hosea Williams. Oh, great man. You know, crazy Tom Houck, right? Love the guy. And all these personalities, but also the Andy Youngs, the real people that had the most courage at a time. John Lewis got hit with a brick. Right. You know, and they marched with Dr. King, and it was such a big, enriching experience for me because I got to know these guys and had, a good, I thought, a good relationship with them. Well, you had history at your fingertips, and they yeah. were still living, still are. Yeah. And uh, you had access to that, and they, you took advantage of it. They were wonderful people for the most I mean, Joe Lowry and I would have these fights, but we liked each other. And I, thought, I knew how brave he was. Those people that went in those marches going up against fire hoses and rocks and, and Dogs. You know, animals yep. you know, that are just— not even human beings on the other side. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And they did it fearlessly. Mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson. And I, I admired all of them still do to this day. But any other? All right, so did I turn out all right? Uh, you're, you're, you're doing okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 right. Look, I, I, But you didn't pay me. I'm, uh, well, only because I didn't want you to get spoiled. <laughs> uh, I'm here in New York visiting you and some other friends and some relatives. Mm-hmm. And I... It's hard for me to describe the pride I feel in what you've become, what you're doing, and the fact that we are close friends. You, you, you to this day, uh, you know a very small group of people in radio, Phil, Boyce, mm-hmm. Greg Mosheri, just, it's a, I don't, I'm going to miss names now, so I'm going to stop, but I, Bill Donovan, if it wasn't for you, I don't, I'm not here. You all made me better. And gave me opportunity. So I can't thank you enough. And you're a dear friend. I love you dearly. And, you know, uh, you have to pay for dinner. 
All right, that wraps things up for today. Let not your heart be troubled. We are loaded up tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox News. We have some breaking news as it relates to the deep state. We will bring you that report. Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett, also Congressman Matt Gates, Larry Elder, Rachel Compost Duffy, and much, much more. That's all happening. The latest developments. Yes, Act 2, the curtain is up, and now America gets the truth. All happening on Hannity. 9 Eastern. Have a great night. We'll see you then back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver. And they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they support America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders that die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty, and they help our homeless vets as well. Now, these are the heroes that we all owe a debt of gratitude to. Now, the foundation's gold star, their fallen first responders, smart home, homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women that risk their lives and their bodies for our country and our communities. Now, the foundation's never forget programs. They engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across the country with over 80 runs and walks and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues. They have their Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute to educate our kids, K-12, through about America's darkest day, all while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. Anyway, we hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity and commit to 11 bucks a month so they can continue this great work. Go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org.